Hey, this is Zena Jones, and you are listening to the Brave AF podcast, where we talk about all things mindset, having your own back, and doing brave shit. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the Navigating Adult ADHD podcast. Okay, fellow ADHDers, this is a topic very close to my heart, and that is shame. We probably could have talked about it in episode one, (laughs) but here we are, episode number seven. So shame is the feeling that we are not good enough, that we are flawed, and that we don't measure up to some idealized, idealistic standard. And for those of us with ADHD, it is that we don't measure up to the neurotypical people. So we often experience shame when we interrupt someone and we talk over them or when we have someone turn up and our place is a mess or when we have said that we're going to have something finished, we'll have our project finished and yet it's still not done and in fact we're actually really stuck and we've just stopped working on it altogether. There's the shame that we feel when we forget someone's name only minutes after meeting them. Or when we walk into a room only to think, what the hell am I in here for? Like, what was I doing? Maybe I need to get my head checked. What's wrong with me? So I'm going to share with you in our episode today some of my own struggles with shame and also how I've been able to work through and overcome so much of the shame that I've had and been able to rewire my brain to create a lot of successful habits and you know, processes with my own ADHD. But I also want to state that I'm not immune from shame. Everyone on the planet experiences shame. Okay, I still work through it. And I hope that I can share today some of the tools and the ways in which I have done that to help you let go of some of the shame that you experience. Okay. So as ADHD, as we often think that we should be able to function the same as neurotypical people, the people without ADHD, and we hold ourselves to those standards, to the same standards of neurotypical people. Now, I think of this so much like we're running this 10 mile horse race, okay, except everyone else is on a horse and we're on foot. We're running on foot. And yet we still expect that we should be able to keep up with the horses and that we should finish at the same time as the people who are riding horses. Except we're not accounting for the fact that we're on foot. We're running a totally different race. So I want you to think about where you feel shame around your ADHD. So for me, I have felt ashamed for being too dramatic Growing up, I was constantly told that I'm too dramatic. Or as I've more recently heard, I'm just being too much. I'm too over the top. I felt ashamed for being aggressive or assertive, for interrupting people. And then having that awkward experience where that person just keeps on talking, yet they increase their their, their voice, uh, what's the word, the loudness in their voice, right? And you stop talking and it's just really awkward. Right? I have felt ashamed for not being able to keep up with my peers in school, for not getting concepts and, 
and lessons the same way that they did. Take, for example, trigonometry. (laughs) I did not get that. That was just way too hard and complicated and not enjoyable for my brain whatsoever. And I got really behind and I felt so ashamed of that. I had this one friend at school and her name was Kirsty. And I was always comparing myself to her thinking, why can't I just be more outgoing like Kirsty? Why can't I just get along with everyone like she does? Why can't I just fit in and be popular like she, she is? Why can't I get better grades and just find school easy like she does? I would think things all the time like, what's wrong with me? Why can't I just be more like them? Now, my friend, I invite you to start paying attention to the shameful things that you are telling yourself. Listen to the thoughts that your brain offers you. Maybe it shows up as shoulds. I should be more like that. I should be doing that. Or I shouldn't do this. I shouldn't do that. Notice the way that you speak to yourself. Is it nice? Is it mean? Would you say it to anyone else? Is it really harsh? We can be so mean to ourselves. I know for me, if I just kept believing all of those thoughts, like what's wrong with me? I should be able to figure this out. I should be more like her, more like them. If, if I just kept believing that, I would still be stuck and struggling. I would always just be beating myself up wishing I was different and hiding parts of myself from the world so I have released so much of that shame and as I said you know rewired my brain to stop shaming me and instead choose more empathetic and productive thoughts I have learned that feeling shame is a choice saying mean things to yourself is a choice And what you think about your ADHD symptoms is a choice. And so often we take our ADHD symptoms and we make them mean that we are bad or wrong or we should be more like those neurotypical people. I'm always reminded of this quote from Louise Hay and she's the founder of Hay House. And she says, and I could be butchering this, but I think I've got it pretty close. She says, You have been criticizing yourself for years and it hasn't worked. Try approving of yourself and just see what happens. See, I spent most of my life beating myself up, trying to make myself be better and do better and always, always feeling like I wasn't enough. But that didn't make me change. In fact, it only kept me the same. I was feeling awful, repeating the same patterns over and over, trying to numb myself, which we'll talk about in a minute. And when I started to change the way I spoke to myself, the way I thought about myself, that was when everything started to feel better and improve. It was like I took the shame and I like lifted it off. Now, I just want to say it is not our fault that we are really hard on ourselves. This is a learned behavior from childhood, from our upbringing, from the systems and the structures that we grew up with, right? We could have a whole podcast on that, but it's something that we have the ability 
to change. Now, I cannot talk about shame without mentioning the work and the research of Brene Brown. So she, I don't know if she still calls herself a shame researcher, but (laughs) that was her original title, was a shame researcher. And she researches a lot of different human emotions. And she's an absolute expert on all things shame. So I want to share with you a couple of the things that, that she has put out in the world. One of those is that shame thrives on secrecy. It feeds on secrecy. Shame grows in the dark. And the more we try to hide our shame, the more powerful it becomes. She encourages people to talk about their shame with someone they trust to help diffuse its power. Now, yes, talking about with someone you trust is definitely an incredible way to help with shame. And I have a person in my life that I'll often do that with. We send voice notes back and forth and it's a beautiful relationship. But I also want to offer that being able to witness your own thoughts in the scroll, I call it the thought scroll (laughs) going on in your head. Being able to see that gives you the ability to change it, which you're going to talk a little bit more about in a minute. Okay. Uh, Brene also talks about how shame is highly correlated with addiction. Okay, so shame is linked to addiction, whether it's addiction to drugs, alcohol, sex, um, you know, Netflix, binging on food, all of those things. It can be a powerful trigger for addictive behavior. Now, there is also a lot of research out there that talks about how those of us with ADHD can have or be highly addictive in our personality and our traits as well. Okay, so I'm not going to go too much into that. But I often think of it when she talks about it as like addiction, what I have observed with myself and with many of my clients is like we go to numbing behaviors to numb the pain of feeling ashamed. So for so much of my life when I was feeling ashamed of myself and I I would go to things like, you know, binging Netflix or eating so much food that I couldn't feel anything, like constantly overeating. I would drink a lot of alcohol, right? I would, you know, do all of the online shopping and then feel like like guilty and even worse about myself because I'd bought all the stuff that really I couldn't afford. So we sometimes try to numb the feeling of shame because it's so painful. And we do that with things that we often overdo, right? We can become addicted to. And then we beat ourselves up for those behaviors. So I would beat myself up for eating way too much. I would beat myself up for drinking too much and then having to get up early the next morning to go to work. And I would beat myself up for buying more things online that I didn't need or didn't even really want constantly it was like this kind of hamster wheel that I got really stuck on Brene talks about how empathy is the antidote to shame and when we feel shame we need to empathize with ourselves or find someone who can empathize with us to remind us that we're not alone that we're human and we're not alone. So do I still suck at keeping up with laundry? Yeah, (laughs) just this weekend, 
I think it was probably four, five, six, I don't know, I lost count of how many baskets of laundry I folded. Did I do it? Yes, very proud of myself. But all week, actually, it was a couple of weeks, <laughs> it had been collecting and sitting there. Right? Do I still snap at my partner and at, at the kids and get annoyed with them? Yup. Do I still scroll social media when I'm meant to be working? Yeah, sometimes I do. But I no longer choose to shame myself for those things. I don't let my ADHD symptoms mean I'm a terrible person. Right? I don't make it mean that I should be the same as my neurotypical friends. Friends who literally like go to the washing line and fold their washing off the line into the basket. What? What is this craziness? <laughs> hey, if you do that, awesome. <laughs> but that's just not me. Okay? Now, what I do instead is I offer myself compassion and understanding and I also ask for help and support when I need it. So, look, this does not mean that I don't have the shaming thoughts come to visit me. I do. But I choose to not let them run the show. I just observe the shaming thoughts like, you know when you're watching a movie, if you're in a cinema and you're watching a movie and as the movie finishes, there's all the credits, like all of the words that start scrolling on the screen with all of the actors' names and directors and all the different things. I observe my shameful thoughts just like credits scrolling on the screen after the movie has played and I watch them without giving them much attention, without making them mean anything without allowing them to be a problem. Now, I know for me, it is much easier for, sh for shame to slip through the cracks into my brain when I'm tired, when I'm stressed, or when I'm overwhelmed. So I know in those times to be extra compassionate with myself. Shame can be really destructive. It can lead to many self-destructive behaviors like we talked about before with addiction, right? With, you know, overeating, with binging, with, um, you know, like excessive online shopping because we're trying to avoid and numb our emotions and we look to these other behaviors. And for those of us with ADHD, at the time, we're also getting that dopamine hit as well. So when we hide from our shame, and remember that when we hide from our shame, it thrives. It thrives in secrecy. It loves to be in the dark. When we hide from it, it can be destructive. It can even hold us back and stop us from getting support, from asking for help because we're ashamed. But as soon as you open the door and you let light in, the shame begins to dissipate. Now, as I've said multiple times, I am not immune <laughs> to shame. None of us are. Every human on the planet will experience shame at times. But instead of letting it ruin my whole day, instead of choosing my previously destructive thoughts and the numbing behaviors, I choose to question the thoughts that make me feel shame. I question them. 
I choose to face the shame when it comes to visit. I open the door so it's not in the dark. And I tell it we're not going to play with that bullshit today. Sometimes I like to picture my brain like a panel. And let's say there's 10 judges sitting on this panel. Okay, now shame is one of the judges on the panel of my brain. And there are other judges. We have empathy. We have curiosity. We have love. And I get to choose which of those judges I listen to. All right, my friends, if this resonated with you, this episode, please leave a review. Please help other ADHDers to find this podcast. All right, huge love, my friends. I'll talk to you soon. Hey, if you enjoyed listening to this podcast, then you are going to love being coached by me. We are going to solve your specific challenges and set you up with the mindset tools that you need to have your own back and do brave shit in your life. Just head over to my website, xenajones.com to sign up.